we're talking about you know combating the, the forgetting curve or the Ebenhauser curve on, on how often you're introduced to information relates to you know how much you retained yeah we're able to give you more iterations instead of just seeing it once doing it once and then being expected to remember all that that's chief beeman he's an army chief warrant officer and he's been doing this 360 layered reality project right he and a team are working to create better training iterations for a number of different things it's totally awesome seeing digital solutions being applied to tactical training problems you're going to want to stick around and listen to this. This is Azimuth Check, the SparWorks podcast. You'll hear from exciting people about making your organization faster, more adaptive, and more committed. I'm your host, Chief Denoyer, an Army Chief Warrant Officer and the 425th Spartan Brigade's Chief Innovation Officer. All right, welcome back. Uh, this will be episode four, I think. Uh, I haven't done a podcast in a while. I've taken uh, sort of a break. I've been waiting on getting some higher quality audio equipment. That hasn't happened yet. So I said, screw it. We're going to keep recording some. And so today I'm here with uh, CW2 Charles Beeman, who goes by Bud. Yep, that's me. Right on. Um, Bud, you're an Army Warrant Officer. And you're an armament tech. Tell us about that, man. Yeah, so basically um, I'm all things armament within the, the 4th Brigade 25th ID um, as far as weapons repair and maintenance strategies go. Um, also try to lend a hand where I can with, with the SparWorks community. Also as a uh, battalion innovation actuator, meaning I'm, I'm down trying to contact units, flesh out some of the problems they have, and trying to create solutions to, to everyday problems. That is awesome. Right on. So for anybody who doesn't know, an Army Warrant Officer is like the subject matter expert for anything that requires continuity of uh, somebody there who can always be the go-to person for that area of expertise. Um, There's 47 different MOSs from ammunition handling to, you know, food service to armament and weapon system maintenance. So uh, totally awesome to have you on, man. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah. So you talked. You said you mentioned SparWorks. Uh, tell us what you're doing with SparWorks. Uh, so right now we got a couple of different projects going. But like I said, as an innovation actuator, I'm kind of the each battalion has a, a point of contact that you know people can reach out to or they can reach down to to uh, to, to bring their problems to 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 flesh out solutions and find out what's not working and why. Um, one of the the problems we encountered was uh, with specifically with this brigade, since it's an airborne brigade, is getting people trained uh, to go to jump master school. So we're working on, on a, an app right now that can be used kind of on a cell phone, a tablet, or maybe even a VR headset that's kind of a virtual trainer. You know, we're learning that, you know, people going to jump master school are using a variety of different products scattered across the internet, different PowerPoints and PDF things that, you know, aren't necessarily current. So we're trying to put that all into an immersive app that they can actually participate and interact with. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um, so this the 360 uh, layered reality trainer for Jumpmaster proficiency. You guys took it, uh, took that idea. You went into the arena with it. The arena is our brigade's uh, Shark Tank event. Uh, you guys got launched by the commanders. Yeah, it was really awesome. We had uh, all the battalion commanders and even a couple of our majors in the room that were 
that were really excited about you know what we were presenting. So there's there's definitely we're starting to see an appetite in the brigade to to, to start trying to do things differently. Yeah. So it was it was awesome just to feel the energy in the room and that they to see that that commanders were excited about this as well. Yeah. That's awesome. So the the 360 layered reality is sort of like a home like a home tour training application, right? It uh, you can capture videos or still shots in 360, stitch them together, and create a learning experience out of them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So instead of just you know looking at something in two dimensional or something you printed out or a PowerPoint, you're able to like you know move around this soldier who's who's wearing all of his gear and actually interact with different hot spots on him to bring up different training content. So it's, it's much more interactive than, yeah. than just a two-dimensional you know, product that we've been using. So the, and the two-dimensional products are things like the PDFs, printouts, slideshows, YouTube videos at best. Yeah, and then none of them are really updated. Some of, the, some of the nomenclature for some of the items, there's pictures of things that are kind of black and white, kind of blurry. It just doesn't relate well whenever you're you're actually looking at the the equipment in front of you and being able to see it and touch it. So the next logical step for us is if we can't replicate the actual equipment for you to train on, let's give you something virtual that you can interact with. Yeah, right on. So the uh, what like something to interact with. If we don't give our jump masters or people with ambition to be jump master. If we don't give them something else to train on uh, in a digital sense, what are they going to be left to do now? They're going to like have to train with a physical thing at their company area, right? Right, and, and, and some of them do, and, and some of the equipment is available, but some of that equipment, you can't just sign out for the weekend. You know, there's, there's this stuff is, you know, secured in a certain area and only certain people have access to it. Um, there's not a lot of equipment laying around, hey, can I sign this out for, you know, a four-day weekend so I can study at home, so... That's what we're trying to do is, is, is to, to, to create that content and let them interact with it virtually. That's awesome. So guys can't take the equipment home. There's, a, there's just not enough of it to give everybody a set, you know, a parachute that they can take home with. So guys are, you know, uh, our, our, our leaders uh, are going home and they're, you know, either doing shadow practice right on a spouse or a or a yeah one of their one of their kids have a reserve parachute they've got a pillow that they're holding at their (laughs) abdomen you know and they're trying to replicate this thing you know and 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 i agree like physical is probably the best way to train with a physical object but you know it's going to be uh, your pillow is lacking a lot of the features that, that we can incorporate virtually yeah so what's good about this like uh that it's a standardized product right it's a standardized thing you can train it on a uh projecting it on a big screen from a computer. You can walk a group of people through this experience now, right? Yes. They can experience the training and then you can send them home with that, right? Exactly, and that's, that's the key point of it is you can get multiple training iterations into it. Yeah. You could put this, this program on, on an on a, on a overhead projector and teach a class to it and hit those key points with you know, a good visual for the class on, on what you're talking about and then that's one repetition, right? Yeah. Now you go home, right? And you can pull this up on your phone or on your tablet or on your laptop and you can be introduced to that again. So if we're talking about, you know, combating the, the forgetting curve or the Ebenhauser curve on, on how often you're introduced to information relates to, you know, how much you retained, yeah. we're able to give you more iterations instead of just seeing it once, doing it once, and then being expected to remember all that. 
That's so awesome. That's, that's where the application comes in. It's accessible to everyone. So you can get those multiple sets and reps in as we talked about, you know, yeah. to help you remember that stuff. What a, so uh, beyond jump master training, beyond proficiency of, of airborne things, what, where do you see the application for this technology? Oh, everywhere. Like we just got done doing expert infantry badge training. And like, I think there's a huge application for that as well, because there, there is a, a somewhat of a study guide that's got the performance steps in it and on how to assemble and disassemble weapons, for example, or do a medical task, right? But you're only reading it in paper and you only maybe got to practice it once before you tested it. Yeah. But if you, if, again, if you use this technology and, and, and could get those multiple repetitions in, you'd have a higher success rate because of it. I love that. Um, one of the examples that Sergeant Smith had given was uh, like in a tactical operating room, you could give, uh, give people the experience to say, uh, hey, here's the operating room that you're in. What is wrong with this operating room? And as you're looking around and you find, you know, you know somebody's wearing a watch and, well, wait a minute, you yeah. shouldn't be wearing a watch in the operating room or, or finding, you know, deficiencies like that in a training experience. Um, what about artillery? You think this is applicable to artillery? I think so. Um, somewhat, yes. The, the, this could help reinforce some of the different positions working around the artillery. Um, and in respect to, you know, who's, who's responsible for what section of the gun, it, it'll help reinforce that. Um, but I really think to, for the, the most benefit to artillery would be a full-on virtual reality headset yeah. where they can actually perform their task yeah. instead of just kind of reviewing it and being immersed slightly in it. I think full immersion with like a VR headset would probably be most yeah. beneficial. And I, I think that's where we need to go with, with all of this. This might be, you know, the taste test to get us there. You know, it might be we can build comprehensive study guides, but like nothing's going to replace, you know, either hands on training or the next best thing would be, you know, virtual reality. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a this is sort of a, a step to create a confidence, commander's confidence in new digital training products. Absolutely. Right on. Yeah. So as we take that step forward, um, we we've talked about virtual reality a lot. It's one of our lines of effort that we're trying to get after. We want to through the SPARWORKS program, we want to teach some soldiers how to maybe code some, um, create their own uh, reality training assets, uh, create a library of things that we can stitch together, throw together in the future. Like that would be the end result, right? To be able to say, hey, I'd like to train this and then have a couple of people trained to be able to just throw that together. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What about, so VR, do you have a VR headset? I do. I do have a VR headset and I'm not, I'm not a big gamer either. So no. like, you know, but it was, you know, I took a chance on, I'm like, let me see what this is about. And immediately started playing a couple of games on there and it was just like, this is how we should be training. Yeah. You know, because the games that I, I started playing, they weren't like, you didn't need to like understand like how to this big Xbox or whatever controller and all the different buttons do. It just kind of threw you into a scenario and then, like, immediately I failed, and then the scenario just restarted. I'm like, okay, well, let me try something different. Yeah. And now, you know, there's a guy running at me. There's a gun in front of me. Okay, obvious, shoot the bad guy. Yeah. So then, like, you know, <laughs> it, it just iterations through progression. It wasn't a lot of menus. It wasn't learning different buttons and different controls. It was just very instinctive. Like, okay, I tried this thing. It didn't work. Next iteration, I tried this other thing. It did work. And then that, you know, I leveled up. Yeah. So, like, I, I think there's a huge application for military training in that. Because um, we can we can pull out doctrine and FMs and, and TMs and, and go down deep into the weeds on how we should do things. But putting a headset on a soldier yeah. and just saying, go, you know, that's an eye opener. Yeah. You know, they, they, our, our newest generation of soldier learns differently than we do. 
Yeah. You know, and I think using leveraging leveraging VR to to teach is is going to be the, the next big thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I think VR is going to be all over the place. Yeah. Um, so having uh, you know taking that next step, uh, we we often talk about money, right? Is the barrier to to you know to getting some of these technologies into our formation. When we talk about money, we start talking about the return on investment. That's a pretty common term. Right. Would you agree that uh, I, I believe that the return on learning or the return on experience is what we should be looking at? Like Absolutely. what you just described. Because yeah. um, I've been the same and I'm, and I'm not new to technology, but to put on a VR headset and, uh, and then watch your, you know, your heart rate go up. Yes. <laughs> it feels you know, different. Yeah, it definitely. It definitely feels different. And, it, and it's wild to watch this technology change so quickly. Um, what about augmented reality? Where do you see us going with augmented reality? Um, I mean, it's being used in the, in the military in, in, in some more sophisticated applications already. I had a chance to tour over on the Air Force side where they were working on, on some of the jet engines over there. And they were, they were using augmented reality to, to train students over there. And, you know, being able to put on a set of glasses look at the engine of this jet and then you know having being able to to color code and map all the hydraulics and where the pressure is and whatnot that that's huge i mean being able to see it and interact with it while you're looking at a real engine yeah you know there's there's definitely an application of that i mean just just think of, of like you know what you could do with that in the, in the medical field right you know what i mean yeah it's there, there, so many so many uses for that right on all right awesome well, hey, bud, uh, if, if there's anything else that you think listeners, uh, people who are listening right now should hear, is there something? Yeah, just reach out to, to any of your battalion innovation actuators or reach out to myself in the, in, in the 725 BSB, and we'd like to hear what your idea is. You know, how, how would you see layered reality or, or what, what, what could you use virtual reality for in, in your specific field? You know, bring that information up to us and, and let's talk about it. Awesome. Right on. Well, hey, thanks for coming on, man. You bet. All right. Talk later. This has been Azimuth Check. Thank you for listening. If you want to know more about what Sparworks has going on, check out www.sparworks.com. Our paratroopers are up to some very exciting stuff, creating some awesome solutions to some very tough challenges that only we experience in the Arctic. Thank you. Thank you.